I had no sales page and no email campaign. I didn't even know exactly what I was going to teach in the course that I was selling, which didn't exist yet. Yet I brought in over $70,000 in this beta launch, and I'm going to explain exactly what happened and how I did it in this episode. I'm Jamie M. Swanson, and this is My Personal Brand Journey, the podcast for successful entrepreneurs and influencers who want to scale their business by growing their own personal brand. So let's dive right in. So we're jumping back into the story that I left off on in episode seven. So if you haven't listened up to this point and heard how I got to this crazy beta launch point and found my niche, definitely go back and listen to the beginning episodes in this podcast. So at this point, I'd finally found my niche, personal brand photography, and all I wanted to do was get the word out about it to as many photographers as I possibly could so that they could make a living doing what they really love instead of being stuck in a nine-to-five job. And I talked in the last episode about why this is so important to me that I really want to help people come alive doing something that they absolutely love. So I took really fast, but pretty imperfect action, but I was extremely intentional throughout the entire process. I was super glad that I hadn't sold my business like I was thinking about doing a few months earlier, which I talked about in episode five, if you want to hear about that, because I was able to leverage my current email list, my Facebook groups, my social media accounts, and the audience that I had created over the last several years within the photography industry to get the word out about this really fast. So here's how I did it. So first, I really sat down and scoured Russell Brunson's book, Expert Secrets, again, because frankly, that is one of the best business books I have ever read in my entire life. I've learned more from that book than I have from many $2,000 courses or more. And so I think that it's a phenomenal book if you haven't read it to start there. And so the first thing I said was, hey, what is this new opportunity that's there? How is this better than what photographers are already doing? And so I sat down and I really defined all the stuff about personal brand photography that was different and how it was better and just all of the aspects of it so that I could become really clear on it myself. Next, I sat down and really tried to figure out what exactly photographers needed to to believe in order to start offering personal brand photography in their business. So for example, for us, I knew that the photography industry was really struggling um, and I wanted to like agitate that and I wanted them to believe that it wasn't just dying, that it was just shifting, okay? So second, I wanted to agitate this people don't value photography like they used to idea because everyone carries a phone with them and all phones have pretty decent cameras. I mean, they're not a DSLR. If you really look closely or you print the images big, there's a massive difference. But on a screen, they look pretty stinking good. And so I wanted photographers to believe that there were still people out there that actually valued photography and was willing to pay for it. Photographers also think that markets are super saturated, that there's like a photographer on every block. I mean, I think there's more photographers than Starbucks. That's true. But very few people are offering personal brand photography and really getting it. And so it's an opportunity for them to get into something that's new that other people aren't offering that isn't oversaturated. And so I wanted them to really believe that and understand that. And then finally, 
I really wanted to help them believe that entrepreneurs and influencers didn't want to do it themselves and they wanted to hire somebody to do personal brand photography for them. Because yes, some people who are just starting out in their businesses do all of the images themselves or it's, you know, they enjoy doing it so they don't want to hire somebody to do it. But I wanted them to understand that there are lots of people like me who didn't want to do it all themselves, that knew the value of professional photography and really preferred to hire somebody who could be on their team and come in and create all the images I need in one session so that we could batch create three months of content at once instead of doing it every single day. That just sounded like a huge burden. And so I wanted them to really understand that. So what I did was to start building anticipation. And this is huge. This is something that I learned from Stu. And if there's one thing that I learned from Stu that rises above everything else, and I've learned a lot, so that says a lot, it's this idea of always be building anticipation for your upcoming launches, for whatever you're doing, because it's so noisy online that if you don't build anticipation and excitement about it, people just won't show up. They aren't going to respond. And so I decided to do three live videos on Facebook and they were basically to build that anticipation and to help them see, like build these beliefs in their mind about what I wanted them to believe so that they would want to try personal brand photography. So uh, I talked, I teased a lot about this new kind of photography that was in high demand that I would announce on December 27th in a live video. And then I used a lot of stories to really help change those beliefs in their mind because I believe story is one of the best way to do that. Russell Brunson talks about it in the Expert Secrets book that I told you about just a moment ago. He calls them epiphany bridges. So you can learn more about those there. And then I use ManyChat pretty um, heavily during that time. I didn't have an email opt-in set up. I just said, hey, comment below if you want to get notified on December 27th when I start the free workshop. So all of these three videos, kind of the pre-pre-launch, as Jeff Walker would call them, were just to build anticipation, start building the belief in their mind that there was something better, that yes, this is kind of the awful reality of what's there, but something better is here and I want to reveal it to you. And then I told them they wanted to, they needed to be at this free workshop starting December 27th and to comment below to get a message via Facebook in order to be reminded when this video series was started or this free workshop. So, so then I did the free workshop and it was basically, you know, the pre-launch content videos or the PLC videos um, that was kind of a mix of what Jeff Walker teaches and what uh, Russell Brunson teaches in Expert Secrets. And I just did these live. So if you aren't familiar with Jeff Walker, I highly recommend reading his book called The Launch because you'll get the bulk of what he teaches in his course and you'll get a ton of really practical information about what kinds of content you should be putting in the different videos. I know you'll like it. So, so what I did was I gave a ton of really great information and knowledge all the while uh, mentioning the course that I wanted to create. So in this workshop, I was sharing like what personal brand photography was and then talking about how I was eventually going to do a course for this. So in the first video, I talked about how this was a new opportunity for photographers and I really revealed that it was personal brand photography as this niche. And there was a ton of curiosity built up prior to this because I've been talking about this new kind of photography. And it, genu it, it genuinely is new within the photography industry. Uh, people have been doing some of it, but there wasn't a standardized 
guys term for it before. Um, you know, it wasn't really commercial photography. It wasn't really portraiture. It was kind of a hybrid between the two. So my goal was to give it a name and to really create this new industry and to help people learn about it. So video one was all about that. And I talked about how I was eventually, how I was pivoting everything in my business to revolve around personal brand photography myself. And that once I had done that, I would teach people how to do it as well, that I'd eventually sell a course. And I think it's really important that if you are going to be selling something, you tell people upfront so that they don't feel like upset or think that everything is free and then find out that, oh no, really to get the good stuff, you've got to buy. So when you tell them up front and build that expectation, one, it builds trust with your audience, but then two, nobody's upset when you mention it. It's just so easy. So I mentioned that in the video and I just said, hey, if this is something you'd be interested in, comment below, just tell me. And I do a lot of that on my video to keep the engagement high on my video so I get more organic reach. So I had over a hundred people say in the comments live during that workshop that they were interested in hearing more about the course and being a part of that course. Like they wanted that course. Now I only had like 330 people on the live video when I did it. And so that's like a third of them. And it was by far the highest number of people I've ever had on a Facebook live at that point. And I had in part, it was because I built that anticipation, but I couldn't believe the number of people who were so interested and excited about it once I had revealed it. It was really awesome. So then I did the second video a few days later, and it talked all about how personal brand photography was different from traditional photography. And what it did was it really showed them what they didn't know, because a lot of the things that are best practices in portraiture are actually deal breakers for entrepreneurs. Like, you need to be able to edit your photos as an entrepreneur, and traditional photographers would never let their clients edit their photos. They wouldn't give them those rights. Or they demand that they credit the photographer if they're using it online, or not even offer digitals, right? So all these best practices in traditional portraiture did not, like it was going to turn every single entrepreneur and influencer away. So this video, the second video, really highlighted the differences and made them see, oh my gosh, I don't really get this. I need somebody to help me understand so that I can do it well and not turn people away without meaning to. So um, it was really a powerful video and I was intentionally trying to create a knowledge gap that they could see and say, oh, I never would have understood that. And, oh, I really need to understand how entrepreneurs think because I don't right now. And then I told them that I'd explain it all in the course that I was wanting to create eventually, right? So then um, I was getting tons of people asking about this and saying, how quickly can you do it? And, you know, I, I didn't have things set up for a course. I was literally going to go through the process and document it and make that into a course. But yeah, anyway, so video three came up and in video three, I was basically telling them the first steps that they needed to take in order to get clients. So I talked about setting up a landing page instead of a full website, which photographers don't understand the language landing page. They don't know what that means or they didn't. And so I just explained, you don't need to have a full website. It's just a single page with all the details because I think there's a lot of limiting beliefs in the photography industry about how they have to have the blog and they have to have all the social media accounts. They have to have all of these things done before they can start getting clients and really book them. And I'm like, nope, just need a landing page. Uh, and then I gave them some super practical, easy steps to take to set that up. 
and a couple marketing tips just to get them started. So it was like literally those very first steps and explaining what I was going to be doing within my own business to get that set up. And I... I also, in this video, because there were still a lot of people messaging me saying, hey, I definitely want this course, whatever. I also said, hey, I know we've had a lot of people and I introduced the idea of the beta course to them. And I said, you know, I can take you behind the scenes with me. And I was so clear about the fact that, you know, I don't have anything set up. I don't even have a sales page, but I, I, I have been thinking about this for the future. So if you're interested in this, I'm going to do a fourth video and I'm going to tell you, um, I'll, I'm going to just present the opportunity. I'll tell you what I've come up with that maybe we could do together, uh, but it's not a typical course. You know, it's not all pre-recorded, whatever. So if you want more details about that, and if you're interested in getting in on that, early on right away, come join me in this fourth video because that's where I'm going to do it. So in that time, I scrambled. I set up a sales form. It wasn't a sales page. It was literally just a sales form. And um, I got... Yeah, I didn't have anything done. I literally did not have anything done. I was very clear about the fact that this would be a beta thing, that we'd do it together. It would be Facebook, you know, live... What you know, done in a Facebook group via Facebook Live, um, whatever else. So I came to this fourth video a few days later. It's basically a sales video, but I was very clear about what the experience was going to be like. I didn't sugarcoat things and say it was going to be better than it was. I was like, dude, I wasn't planning on doing this this early, right? I have nothing pre-made. They'd have to go through the process with me. I didn't even have like an outline of lessons. I had topics that I knew I was going to cover. I didn't know how long it would take. I assumed it'd take approximately six weeks. I had other commitments during that time. And so I said, I didn't book time on my calendar for this. So I can't necessarily always do lessons at the same time. It's going to be whenever I've got a chance. I'll try and do them at the beginning of the week and then I'll do what I can to answer questions. But I can't even promise to answer everyone's questions because I'm doing it and teaching it. And it was just, it was crazy. It was nuts. But I was just very clear. And I'm like, you know, it, and it was like an hour long. This poor video was so long because I'm like, well, you know, you know and answered their questions and was just super honest about the fact that it wasn't um, done. Like they knew what they were getting into when they joined. And I set the expectation bar very low in terms of what the experience would be like, because I didn't want to overpromise something that I couldn't deliver. But I did talk about the benefits, like getting to get into it right away, um, how they would be the first ones. I was going to charge significantly less than what I would be charging for the course eventually, because I knew that this course would probably be at least a $1,000 course in my industry once it was all done. And so I let them join for $399. Or if they wanted a payment plan, they could do five payments of 99 So essentially $400 or $500, which was a significant discount over the price of what the final course would be eventually. So there were definitely benefits for them joining into it. And, you know, they get to do it with me. And, you know, I just, I was just so clear about what it was going to be. And, you know, I wanted to over deliver. I'm always of the camp of telling them less, promising less, and then just giving them this crazy experience that blows them out of the water. And so, um, so that was that was how I sold it. And then I only left the card open for a few days and then I closed it and then I went to a mastermind for a week 
And then I came back and started the class the week after the mastermind. And um, the, a few other things that I did, because we ended up having 167 people enroll, which based on the two payment plans we had, uh, either $399 or five times $999, we ended up with just a touch over $70,000. And by the way, I didn't offer any refund funds. That was part of it was, it is what it is. Um, you're taking a risk with me. But honestly, I, I don't want you know, thousands of people in this because it's not done yet. I want to work with you guys closely and I want to make sure that um, we get through it first and then I can sell something that's more polished in the future. And so anyways, I, during this, I should also mention that I think it was between videos two and three, like the, the workshop videos, or maybe right after video three, I think it was between two and three, I started a Facebook group that was personal brand photography specific. I have a ton of groups. I had a more generic professional photography community group, but this one was just for personal brand photography. And in that time, I managed to get 1,100 people in that group in less than a week, which was really exciting for me. I didn't have a personal brand photography specific email list at the time. I had just promoted those first videos uh, early on to my email list. And then I only promoted these personal brand photography workshop videos after video one to the people who had signed up via ManyChat. I actually used Messenger instead of email for promoting this workshop. I didn't send any emails for this. Like, I know it's crazy. Then I did run a few Facebook retargeting ads, retargeting the people who had specifically watched the, the free workshop videos just to let them know that, uh, <laughs> that I was doing this course and to push consumption of those free workshop videos because I knew that if they watched those videos and they went through it, that there was a really good chance they'd be interested in taking this beta course with me. So I spent about $1,300 on ads just to push consumption to people who had already started, um, you know, started watching it and heard what it was. So that was, that was, uh, it wasn't a huge ad spend. I didn't know if this was going to convert or not. And frankly, at the time, money was a little tight. So that was what I could afford to spend. So that's what I did. And then they had four days to sign up from Monday through Thursday. Um, and we had 167 people, like I said. So I want to break down why this worked so well. So because there's a few key aspects that I think went into this. Uh, but first, if you are finding this podcast helpful, either this episode or any other episode, and you haven't subscribed yet, would you just take a moment and do that? Um, or second, if you know anyone else who would find this information really useful, would you just take a moment to share with them, like share this episode directly or take a screenshot of it and, you know, put it in your Instagram stories or on your Instagram stream and tag me in it and just really help me get the word out about it. I genuinely want to help as many people as possible, but I need your help to get the word out about it. This podcast is brand new. I really think that it's going to be super valuable to people. Um, so anyways, if you would take a moment to do that, that would be awesome. So all right, let's jump right back in. I want to tell you what the key components were that really made this beta launch work for me. So number one, your people need to want the solution that your product or course gives them. And they need to believe that you can get it for them. Like if your offer isn't good, it's not going to work. Like I had taught a marketing course for photographers and it was 
all the marketing I knew. I mean, this course was a beast. It was too big. Looking back now, I wish it was actually more simplified, but it was a beast and it was really good. People got amazing results, but it was for any photographer out there except commercial photographers, ironically enough. And um, so it was, it was very, I mean, it wasn't niche. It was when I started it in 2013, it was the only photography marketing course in my industry. But over the four years I ran it, I mean, there's probably hundreds of marketing courses out there now. And it was just, just another marketing course, even though I had all these success stories and all, all these successes and the, it worked really, really well. Nobody wanted courses anymore. Like generic, no one wants to buy a course. You know, they don't just want a generic marketing thing. They want something really specific and they really want something new because, oh, I've tried a marketing course that didn't work for me. I tried this. I tried that. That doesn't work for me. It's really hard. And Russell Brunson talks about this in Expert Secrets, but it's really hard to get people to buy something that's already available out there that's just better. It's much more effective to have something that's a new opportunity for them to try because they don't have as many limiting beliefs about it and they haven't already decided in their mind that this isn't going to work. And so I think that was a big part of it is I finally had something that was new, that was a solid offer and that really was a solution for the biggest issues that they had with their business. And so a lot of times if you have that solid offer, it makes everything easy and it, it has made everything easy over the last year. The second key component was that I spent time building anticipation. Now, I didn't spend a lot of time. I spent maybe two weeks max putting out a couple of live videos, promoting them to my email list, and really trying to build up interest in getting people to the free workshop where I was going to more intentionally walk them through what I was offering. Third, I built belief in the solution and I really tried to help build desire for it. So I showed them what was wrong with the industry and I shared stories to help them realize that, oh, this really is real, like this works. And I didn't have case studies at that time. That was the hard thing because nobody had done this with me and I hadn't found people doing it already. But I talked about um, my own experience, how I know that I'm the ideal client. And I know because I have lots of friends who are also wanting to batch create professional level images, even as photographers or online entrepreneurs, so that running their social media campaigns is not so much of a burden. They always have a fresh, steady stream of images that they can pull from. And so I talked about that and helped them believe in it. And I went through those kind of those videos that I used to build anticipation, I talked about all the hard things in our industry and how this was going to help solve that. And in sharing all those stories, it helps them really believe that, oh yeah, this maybe actually is going to work. Fourth, I was super transparent about what they were going to be getting in terms of experience as being part of the beta launch. I didn't promise to be there every day at a certain time. You know, I was clear about the fact that for me to do this, it was going to be pretty, like, it was going to be very thrown together. I didn't have the outline. I wasn't sure it would actually work. I totally believed it would. I had a lot of confidence. That's true. Tons and tons of confidence because I was basically my ideal client. But... I was super transparent about what to expect and about the fact that this didn't exist yet and that I was throwing it together to help them. And I think when when we're I think especially when we're first starting in the online business space, it can be we have this like 
sense of um, what's imposter syndrome, where we feel like we're not good enough and we're afraid to say that, oh, it's not all put together yet and we need to hide those things. Like, just put it out there. Be honest. People can smell that authenticity. And then if you keep that bar low and you exceed their expectations, they are thrilled. So just keep it really clear. It takes the pressure off you and it just makes it so easy for them to know what they're getting into and not be upset. Because all of your upset clients are because you didn't somehow meet their expectations. So when you give them proper expectations, then when you exceed them, they're thrilled. They're not upset. I had to take five or six days off in the middle of doing this for a family emergency. And I didn't share very many details because it's one of those topics that I'm not going to be sharing publicly in my personal brand because it actually doesn't have to do with me directly. It's with some of the people in my family. And I'll talk more about boundaries on what I share and not in a future episode. But I just told them that. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't do this for a few days. I need to step away for, you know, I don't even know how long I'm going to need to step away. We've got some emergency doctor appointments or whatever else. And uh, people were so supportive because I had told them straight up, like, you know, I don't have time set aside for this. And I do have a family with six kids and things can be crazy and I'm going to fit it in where I can. And so it was really amazing to have them not upset with me because I had to do this and nobody asked for refunds. Nobody, I mean, everyone was so supportive. It gave them a chance to catch up, frankly, but also like they were just amazing about supporting me. And so when you set those expectations so clearly, it just makes it better for you and for them. And then the fifth key reason I believe that this worked, the key component, was that I had a lot of urgency. There was urgency to be the first uh, photographer in their marketplace offering this. There was urgency because the price was going to be going up the next time I offered it. And I was closing the enrollment. I wasn't going to leave it open all the time. This was going to be a shared experience that we did together. So if they wanted to be in on it right now and be the first one there, they needed to sign up immediately. So the other thing I want to talk about, it's not necessarily a key component, was that I think a big part of the reason that this was so successful was because I didn't let limiting beliefs or my desire for perfection hold me back. In fact, I'll never launch something new again without first beta launching it and creating it as I go. And I'll tell you more about that, about why next time. So watch for the next episode. I'll go in depth there. But we all have these excuses and reasons why we don't think we can launch something fast or do what we need to do. Like, hey, I need to have a sales page. Like, who would have ever said you could have a big launch without a sales page? Like, not me, right? Uh, You know, you don't have to have this massive audience. You don't need to have, um, you know, all this time to do all of these things. You don't even have to have it done. You You just have to, like... You just have to know what you're doing and be clear about it. You don't need a fancy sales page. You don't have to have tons of money for ads. You don't have to have a team. There's just all these excuses that we have. You don't have to learn another thing. Like, you don't need to learn how to do something, okay? Most of these excuses that we have and these things that hold us back are just motivated by fear. Fear of being judged, fear of failure, fear of success, whatever fear it is that you deal with. So I just encourage you, all you really need to do and all you need to have is you need to have a way to communicate with people, you need to have a way to collect money, and you need to have a way to deliver your product or service. 
For me, Facebook and PayPal were enough. I could use Facebook Live videos to get my message across. I could use Messenger. You didn't even need to do that. I just did. Uh, I, you, you could use PayPal, a simple PayPal link to get them to pay you. And then you can use a Facebook group to deliver your course. It's that simple. All you need is a few people who are interested in this and you can get started too. Don't let fear hold you back. Please, please, please take action. Give yourself permission to take imperfect action because this was just the very beginning of a complete turnaround in our business. And I would hate to see fear or shoulds hold you back from what you really want and from making that progress now, because there's so many benefits to doing this, doing things this way. And you're going to build so much momentum when you really just get out there and take fast, imperfect action instead of waiting. So if you're thinking about launching something, if you want to ask more questions about this launch, get more details from me, or hear from other people who have done beta launches like this, join our Facebook community and get some of that support. Get to know the other members. Get to know other people who are building their personal brands. You can join at jmscommunity.com. It'll take you right to the Facebook group. And If you want to hire a hand-selected personal brand photographer that's been through my course, like I literally have put together a vetted list of photographers that have agreed to some very high standards of ethics and privacy and who are amazing photographers who understand your needs as an entrepreneur or influencer, go to personalbrandphotographers.com and find a photographer there. The list isn't very big right now. I think we have about 20 to 25 photographers. I've personally hand vetted every single one of these people and would be happy hiring any of them to work with me. My personal photographer is on that list, in fact. But that'll help you find a photographer that you can work with, even if you have to bring them into your area and fly them in, I guarantee that these photographers get it and are your best chance at getting somebody who can actually help you grow your personal brand visually and help make that return on investment. Because most people are only going to need to get a few extra clients in their course every year to pay for this. Even though it might be more than you're used to paying a typical family photographer, their expertise is absolutely worth it. So check them out, personalbrandphotographers.com if you need somebody. And with that, I will see you in the next episode. Hey, real quick before you go, number one, if you thought this episode was helpful and you know somebody personally that would enjoy it, would you send them a link to it? That would be super awesome. But second, if you enjoyed it, I also have a private podcast just for my email subscribers that I think you would really love. Now, you can listen to it on the same podcast player, just like you are this current podcast, but it's only accessible through a unique link that I will send to you via email. Now, this is the behind the scenes look at what I'm doing in my business. It's literally my thoughts about my business casually as I'm thinking about it. So it's not after I've done a bunch of stuff and I've distilled it down to a couple of points and I'm sharing, you know, just the highlights with you. Like this is the stuff in the moment that's working, that's not. Um, I have an episode in there that's all about the problems with my offer. I have things that I've been thinking about in terms of messaging and just all sorts of stuff that's going through my brain as I'm growing this business. And I'd love to share it with you. So if you would like to listen All you need to do is go to gettheprivatepodcast.com 
enter your name and your email and I will send it right over to you. You'll get an email with a link that is yours. You can't share it with other people. It won't work for them, but it will work for you. And I know that you are going to love it. You just got to click the link, follow the podcast on your favorite podcast player, and away you go. You'll be automatically updated when there's new episodes. So hope to see you on the private podcast. Again, that is gettheprivatepodcast.com. And have a great day. Thanks for listening.